when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Hello, everyone. Sari Delamont with you, the attorney whisperer for another episode of From Hostage to Hero. I'm so glad to be with you today on camera again. A little bit weird. Normally, I'm just, you know, in my pajamas and doing my thing and talking to you, but this is also nice. I hope that you're enjoying it, whether you're still just listening or whether you're watching the video. Welcome to all of you today. Well, today we're talking about the journey from a presentation to a performance. So this came up in the H2H crew a couple weeks ago where we had someone who'd been coming in and taking a bunch of hot seats in the crew, back in the crew. You can sign up on the third Friday of every month for the next month's hot seats, which are with me, either for nonverbal, um, well, we don't call it that anymore, with presentation skills coaching, where you come in and bring part of your opening or voir dire circle. And so this was presentation skills coaching. And the same person just kind of waiting, <laughs> clicking on the button every time that it's available, which so awesome. That's awesome. He wants to get so good. And so it came up, once he came in, I said, you've now moved into the next phase of your journey from this like presentation to performance. In fact, one of our H2H crew members gave me that that little metaphor from presentation to pre performance. So thank you for that. So I want to take you through the four kind of iterations that I see most of you go through. In fact, most of you only ever end up at level three. And what I'm hoping to get you to by working with me or if you're working with another coach is to that level four because all good things happen in that fourth level, that performance level when we get to presenting information of any kind to an audience. So here's the four levels in, in, in the basic gist. So the first level of of getting information across from you to someone else, and let's use a law example, is just talking about your case, right? So perhaps using the H2H crew as an example, that would be coming into a case workshop. So you've got a hot seat with one of our coaches and you come in and they're like, what do you need help on today? And you're like, I just, I, I just need help with some strategy on my case. And they go, tell me about it right there. As you start to talk about your case, that's level one, right? So you were just telling someone else about your case, about the facts, about what, what it entails. That's level one. Level two of giving information to someone else is when you start to do what I call the science, right? So the science is where you're putting it together. You're like, okay, here's my teaching section. Here's my three part. Okay, I've got my hook and then I've got my story. We're gonna start here and then go forward on the timeline and then I'm going into the challenges. Like you start to put it together. It's the nuts and bolts. It's the science of pre presenting, right? So somebody might come into a, a presentation skills training and they're in level two, right? So they're like, okay, I, I've just put this together and I want to try it out on you. And so they do their five minutes of presenting and I go, okay, well, this doesn't make sense. Let's move this over here or let's start with that or let's reword this. That's the science, right? We're just getting it the way that we like it. The third level on your journey from presentation to performance is really when you get into presentation mode, right? So this is where you are 
you know which what the order is, you know how to deliver your content. And now when you come into a presentation skills uh, coaching session with me, we're now working on how you're gesturing. We're now working on when you should walk. We're now working on putting in some pauses, right? We're now moving from the content, the nuts and bolts, to the delivery. Like, how do we want to say this? What tone of voice do we want to use? How quickly do we want to speak? Where do we want to slow down? How do we want to non-verbally mark? Now, if you ever get to that point, because <laughs> all the people don't even get to level three, that's where most people stop. And what today's podcast episode is all about is that you have to keep going. Because what I want you to do is kind of go back as you've gone through these three levels and go to level four, which is the most like, guess which level? Level one. So it's funny as I'm working with people and I'm pushing them now into the art space, right? So where they're really becoming an artisan, they're really becoming an artist as they are creating this this content and delivering it to their audience. They really go back to how they were talking in level one. Where level one, remember, was where you are just telling us about your case and you're not thinking about presenting it. That's where this level four lives. With good nonverbals, with good presentation skills. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about why this is so important. Because I think when you're putting together an opening statement or a CLE or any time when you're presenting in front of somebody else, you tend to think that you just, your job is to get information across. That you have information and that your job is to give it to someone else, right? And that's kind of how it comes across. <laughs> and that's the problem, right? So when we go back to think about what we're asking jurors to do, what your job is as a plaintiff attorney, your job is to motivate them to act, right? The easiest thing, you've heard me say this before, the easiest thing is for someone to not act, right? Just leave things as they are. And so the reason why, or one of the reasons why your job is so difficult is because you have to motivate someone to do something. And that's hard. Now, notice that I'm using the word motivate instead of persuasion, right? Motivate versus persuade. Now, if you look them up in the dictionary, which you know I did because I do that, they're fairly similar. But in my mind, those two words and those two things are completely different, mostly in terms of energy, so I want you to think about like an ex uh, exercise example, right? So if I don't feel like exercising, right, and my husband does, and he wants to persuade me, he might be like, come on, let's do this. You know, it's good for you. I'm going to do it. Let's go over here. Come on, right? So that to me feels more like persuasion. He's trying to get me to do something that I don't want to do, right? Now, I see motivation as different. Motivation is motivating someone to do something that they do want to do, but that for some reason may be difficult in the moment. Maybe like, I do want to work out. I do want to be healthier, but I also want to like eat pie, which I'm going to do after this podcast, and watch TV. So like there's these two things, both of them I want to do. Now, I, I might need to motivate myself 
or have my husband motivate me to do something I already want to do. And I don't, I don't think I even recognized that that is the difference in my mind until I was podcasting with you today. But that is, that's the difference in my mind. Persuasion in my mind is trying to get someone to do something they don't want to do. Where motivating someone is to do something they already want to do. But for some reason it's difficult or there's some kind of obstacle in their way. Notice the energy is different. Right? One is this pleady, uh, convincing energy, and another one is more cheerleader. Like, you can do this. This is good for you. It's good for the community. It's good for the world at large. Do you notice that the energy is different? One is a pull. Come on. This is the right thing to do versus a push. You can do this. I know you can. I believe in you. Right? Think about this with your kids. Very different energy. Now, when you are in the art space, that, that level four, right, where you are now moving beyond presenting, right, You're, you've got the content down, science, you got the delivery down, right, which is the, that presentation part, but now you're going to go to this place where you are motivating jurors. And we motivate jurors not by just delivering information, because if we could motivate jurors that way, or any audience, then we would just type up the content and let them read it on their own. I mean, if it was the information that motivated, that would be enough. And sometimes information is that compelling and motivating that it, on its own, it motivates people to act, but rarely, especially in our plaintiff cases. So you need to get out of presentation mode and now become a presenter that is in this art space where you're just talking to us with good nonverbals and your content firmly down in a way that motivates us to act. See, you can't do that when you're trying to deliver a presentation. When you think I'm trying to get the words right, I'm trying to get the order right, I'm trying to get my hands right, you cannot be in a position to motivate. It's more about you than your audience at that point. It's more about what you look like and what you remember versus how they're feeling and how they're being motivated. But when you have practiced it to a point where you can leave that and you can be in this space of just talking because you know your case so well, that's what gets uh, jurors motivated to act. Now, there are three things <laughs> that I want you to avoid in any of these stages so that you never get to that position where you are giving a presentation versus being in the art space of performing. So the first one is, I don't want you to ever write notes and create your opening, like typing, ever, ever, ever. I don't ever want you to sit behind a laptop and type out your opening statement. I know that that is very different than Pretty much all of you have ever done your opening statements, but here's why. <clears throat> when you start to type out an opening statement, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be thinking about words and you're going to be trying to get those words right because you wrote those words and you wrote them for a reason and you think it's pretty good and you put it in an order that, you, that makes sense to you, right? So your brain's going to want to go back and try to remember the words that you wrote. That's, we don't want to start that neural pathway loop because you're creating a neural pathway when you do that right? What we want instead is body memory, muscle memory. 
So the only notes that we create when I'm working with a client is on a flip chart. You know that I love my flip charts, but I use them even when I'm not in trial. I use them with with my clients just creating their their opening. So we might start with writing out the opening rule because we want we want to have that memorized, right? We, we wordsmith that to death and that's the one thing I'm going to allow you to memorize, right? And then I say, okay, teaching, what are our three points? So then I, we have click, click, click. And we just write a word or two for the three and we just practice delivering it. It comes out different every single time. And the more that we do that without notes, the freer it gets, the better it gets. All right, we're getting it into the memory. I go, okay, defendant story, where do you want to start? So I'll just like put a Roman numeral three and then we'll create, so we'll start creating the defendant story. And I'll say, okay, what happens first? And they might say, well, the blah, 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 parking lot. So I'll just put parking lot, just, just in my mind, right? And we were in the H2H um, community just a couple days ago. And somebody said, instead of trying to recall your notes, and this is a second tip for you, recall pictures, recall visual images. And you can't do that if you started with typing. This is going to help you. As you tell that story, you're going to remember the parking garage. You're going to remember the car the defendant gets in. You're going to remember the road that they're going down. That's going to allow you to tell that story without notes. But if you type all that shit out, then your brain's going to try to recall the words where we want you to recall the pictures. So start by actually walking the road, actually getting in the car, doing the things in a storytelling way. Remember, I've said before, if I can't tell, if I turn the sound off, I'm watching video of your your opening, and I can't tell whether you're teaching or telling a story, you're doing it wrong. Well, this is the part of the story where you're walking and you're using your arms. All of that is creating muscle memory so that you don't need to recall actual words. You can actually go and, and get this into your muscle memory. The third thing, well, is create body memory, right? So one, don't write the notes. Two, recall from pictures. And three, create that body memory by standing up and doing the things. Now, what does this have to do with getting you to level four? When you start this way, right? When you go, I, I got to start writing my opening and you start by standing up and having flip charts and walking around your room and, and getting it into your body and, and vo- vocalizing it and trying it different ways, going, that's not the wording I want. Let me try it this way. Uh, that's not the wording I want either. In fact, when I'm working with clients, even on Zoom, they're standing, I'm standing, we're just, we're just trying it all on, right? That You're going to get faster through those first three levels so that you can get to this space where you're really performing and playing and working with your audience versus giving a presentation. Because that's kind of the bad news, is that you have to go through the first three steps, right? You first have to kind of vocalize about your your case, tell somebody about it. Then you need to start putting it together. And then you need to like practice it with the right nonverbals. And then you get to fly into level four. And that's where jurors get motivated in that space, right? Anything less than that is just delivering information. It might be delivering it well, but it's not motivating. It's motivating when you're not on script, you're not trying to recall. Why? Because when you're trying to recall information, jurors can tell. Because you're in your head now. You're not with them. But when you know it because it's in your body, because you've trained it into your body, now you're playing with it. Now you're noticing how it's affecting jurors. Now you can really go in and bring your voice up or bring it down low or go real quiet or go really loud right? You can be in the moment because you're not trying to remember a script. And that's motivating. 
You're with your audience. You're with your jurors. So what level of presentation are you at? Are you just at the point where you're just talking about it with somebody, brainstorming about it? That's great. That's level one. Next step is start to put those building blocks together, but don't get behind a laptop and do it. Stand up. Start organizing it the way you want. Start trying it out, wording it, seeing what fits, what doesn't, getting rid of things, adding things, deleting things on a flip chart as you walk around. Then you start practicing that shit with good nonverbals, walking around, pausing, stopping yourself. Again, none of this happens behind a laptop. And then you will get to the point where you're just flying with, with the audience and you're motivating them to act. Because you're just talking like a normal person. It's not a presentation. It's, let me tell you what happened here. You're storytelling. You're teaching. You're not just presenting. You're there. You're alive. You're real. You're present. That, my friends, is the journey from presentation to performance. And that level four is what we're all after. It's so fun when you get there. You can tell when you're there. The audience can tell too. All right. I hope that's helpful. Talk soon. While you wait for next week's episode... How would you like instant access to exclusive trial skills training on my funnel method for Wadir? Grab a pen and paper so you can jot down the website address for a brand new 16-minute video that will help you win more cases. The free training is called Let the Jury Solve Your Problems in Three Easy Steps, and I'm even going to send you a workbook to go with it. Now, are you ready for the address? Visit fromhostagetohero.com forward slash training. You'll see me there. Enjoy. Enjoy.